Hi everyone, happy Friday. Good morning. Just wanted to start by sharing from um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says, All scripture is breathed out by God. And scholars say um, breathed out um, really stresses uh, the divine origin and the authority of scripture. Um, so Paul doesn't point to you know, human authors of scripture, um, but rather states that these writings themselves, they are the words of God. They're spoken from God. Uh, and they have the authority of God's word, of his very word. And so I'm just challenged by the central place of scripture in our lives and recently read a passage from C.T. Studd's biography that really challenged me. Um, This is four months after he goes out to China and it reads, um, the outstanding lesson which he learned during this period was to become a man of one book. From this time onward, it became a principle of his life to read the Bible almost to the exclusion of other books, marking it copiously and receiving it in the attitude of a little child in simple dependence upon the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word to him. So yeah, just um, I think I find that I often just take God's word for granted. You know, it's the Bible, um, it's there, um, but just remembering what a precious gift this is and to really place it at the center of my life. Um, another thing I was challenged by was um, in verse verse 2, or sorry, verse 1 of chapter 4. Um, it says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. And commentators note how there's a real shift in chapter 4, verse 1, and all of a sudden Paul gets really serious. And he says, I charge you. Um, And it's very formal and official in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom. So I was thinking about how, um, man, the truth of who God is, who Jesus is, him as the judge really anchors all of Paul's life. He's 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 so rooted in um, just the truth. And I was thinking about this in particular with his relationship with Timothy and how um, you know, it's such a close relationship. It's like a father-son relationship, but that richness really div- comes out of uh, just the truth um, and the reality that Apostle Paul lives in. And I was thinking about how in our relativistic culture today, um, truth is really devalued. And it's just all about, you know, I want this, I want that. I want deep relationships. I want a meaningful life. I want all of this stuff. I want happiness. But just remembering that all of these things are second things, you know, as C.S. Lewis would say, they're second things. You can't get them by pursuing them directly. The first thing that we must pursue is really God and being anchored in truth. And it's within that truth that, um, and, and the reality of, of, of life that the Bible gives us, that we find meaning, that we find genuine drama, uh, that we find our mission and we find our purpose. And it's really within that context uh, that we find genuine camaraderie, um, deep relationships, all of this this stuff. So and in verse two, uh, he charges Timothy, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. And 
We are charged here to preach God's word and to be ready at all times to reprove, rebuke, and exhort. And these are some uh, serious words, I think, but it's because in verses three and four, it talks about how there's a time coming when people will not endure sound teaching and they're, you know, having itching, itching ears. They're going to accumulate uh, teachers that are going to just tell them what they want to hear and they're going to turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into this. And so, um, yeah, the natural inclination of people is to just think what they want to think and they can do that simply by surrounding themselves with people who's going to tell them what they want to hear or just wander off into their own thinking. And so is thinking that for us, you know, we have an obligation to speak truth to others. Um, yeah, we're charged here, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with God's word if necessary. And um, so when we see something happening in, in someone that um, that's not right, um, you know, it's not just their business. Uh, we need to be that voice of truth for each other and um, also be open to receiving truth from others, uh, knowing that this is the, the reality of how we tend to think. And so uh, we really need to have God's word uh, be the basis uh, of truth for one another. And then lastly, um, verses six through seven, Apostle Paul says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And this is, um, 2 Timothy is Apostle Paul's last last letter that he wrote before he uh, died. Um, He knows he's going to die. And um, it was just really Uh, challenging that at the end of his life he's able to say that he has poured himself out and that he's fought the good fight and finished the race and kept the faith and um, was really struck especially uh, with the phrase being poured out as a drink offering you know he's able to say that he poured himself out he didn't hold back and um, I took that to mean that he he didn't give in to fear and um, yeah he didn't shrink back and I was just challenged for myself as I struggle a lot with fears um, to keep pushing against my fears, you know, whether it's fears in trying something new for ministry, bringing up truth to somebody, you know, doing things I'm not good at, or, you know, just surra- surrendering my fears about my kids or my future in order to do God's work. Um, I, I don't want to face God with a list of things that I've shied away from because I kept giving into fear. And so, yeah, I was just really challenged to uh, pour myself out and push against my fears. All right. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.